0: Well, good morning. I see some hall-lingerers back there. Let's see if we can get the hall-lingerers in with us. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Today is our annual festival of carols. And for those of you who haven't been a part of that, basically, we're going to do the Christmas story through scripture readings and candle lightings, And we're gonna sing through some um, carols that will be familiar to you. This year, uh, on a couple of them, we've added some twists. So there will be maybe a few words that aren't as familiar, uh, but just interspersed here and there. So if you get lost for a second, we'll bring you right back in. Just follow myself or Terry or Michelle. Just don't follow Mark, whatever happens. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It's so great to have you with us today. I'm going to ask you to stand one time, and that is at the beginning. You can stand again when Cornell plays in a couple songs, but this is the one time we're going to ask you to stand, and we're going to do our traditional uh, angels we have heard on high the way contemporary praise music likes to do it. So let's stand, and let's worship together.
1: Plains and the mountains hear the echoing their joyous name. Why this jubilee, why your joy is strange for all? Say one may the tidings be, which inspire your heart?
0: Good morning. I will be reading from Isaiah 41 through 5. Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Again, I'm Pastor Jason. I'm really glad everybody's here. And this is the third week of Advent. It's joy. Do you got a smile on your face? Yeah. Me too. This is amazing. Uh, that, 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 that first song was like a shot of espresso. Uh, we're ready. We're ready to go running or something. I got a couple announcements for us. One of them is Charlotte Kalinda. She went to be with the Lord uh, this, this past week, and she's now in the kingdom triumphant, and I'm jealous, but I'm also, uh, we're celebrating her life. Uh, Tim and I, uh, Pastor Tim, are going to be leading a memorial service, a celebration of life, and it's going to be at... 2:30 tomorrow, December 16th, Monday, at Harbor Lawn, which is on Geisler, just west of Harbor. Do you know where that is? Everybody know where that is. And then make sure you don't miss next week. We got the choir concert. I've heard this is kind of a big deal around here. I, this is my first Christmas, and I can't wait. This is that's uh, one of my favorite hymns. And then Oh Holy Night is the theme. That's why I said that. And then make sure you don't miss Christmas Eve. I don't know what Christmas Eve is around here. But like like I said when we were doing that family affair, this is kind. This place is. John Huffman used to always say the church is the only institution that doesn't exist for itself. We are here to love people the way that we've been loved by our God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So Christmas Eve service it's it's famously there's people that go to church twice a year right christmas eve and easter make it so make it so because we keep planting seeds we keep loving that's how revivals that's how god changes and moves things forever we got no time Because uh, Danny texted me or emailed me this down to a second. In fact, I'm three seconds over right now. So I'm going to invite our candle lighting family, the Atkins family. By the way, Steve just joined in the last membership class. And I've known both of them since I was a high schooler. And so they're family friends. And it's crazy that I get to worship with just friends that I've known a long, long time. So Atkins is... Take your places. Oh,
1: come, oh, come. Until the sun...
0: this candle the candle of joy as a sign of the coming light of christ
3: as the lord has promised in days to come
4: the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus it shall blossom abundantly
0: and rejoice with joy and singing.
3: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life.
4: The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home to be his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
1: So
3: Let us now go before God in a time of prayer. God, we give you thanks for the wonder and mystery of the season, the lights and wrappings, the glorious hallelujahs and touching silent nights. Most of all, we give you thanks for this miracle, that you have come to be with us, to be like us, to know us, so that we might know you and be with you as we anticipate your coming O lord we pray come quickly to save us so that wars and violence shall end and your children may live in peace honoring each other with justice and love we pray for this congregation that we may show forth your glory in all that we do Bring peace, O God, to the world you have made, the peace that passes all understanding, and the promise of your new creation. Renew our nation in the ways of justice and peace. Guide those who make and administer laws to build a society based on trust and respect. Give all citizens a vision of a life of harmony. We thank you for the gift of music and how it speaks to our hearts as words cannot, bringing you ever closer to us. May today's special music fill us with joy as we reflect on your coming through word and music. In this season where we sing of being merry and bright, we pray for others in circumstances that are neither merry nor bright. Grant healing to all who are sick and afflicted, and peace to all who are troubled. We pray for all in our homes, friends, and relatives near or far away. We pray for all who need healing this day. And we pray for complete healing for John M. as he recovers from his injuries and the resulting surgery after his accident. We pray for Marsha Millar, we pray for Kathy Farless, and for Nora's little great granddaughter, Clara, and for others we name in our hearts. Give to each as they have need. We pray for those who have placed their loved ones into your loving arms. We pray today for the family of Charlotte Kalenda, that you give them your perfect peace, and the consolation that this Christmas season brings, that she is safe in the arms of the God she so loved. We pray too for comfort for the family of B. Ballantyne as they grieve their loss. May all whom we pray for feel the comfort of your presence. We pray for all who are far from home this Christmas season especially the men and women in the military. Continue to hold a protective shield around them and bring them safely home. And may their efforts serve to bring about the peace this world seeks. Show us how to live in peace within ourselves and with others. God of grace, you chose Mary, full of grace, to be the mother of our Lord and Savior. Now fill us with your grace that, like her, we may respond to you with obedience as we rejoice in your gift of salvation, which is through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All things in heaven and on earth belong to God. Who is coming in glory to create a new creation. We now have the opportunity to give back a portion of all that has been given to us. Would the ushers please come forward to receive our morning offerings? One through seven. At that time, Augustus Caesar sent an order that all people in the countries under Roman rule must list their names in a register. This was the first registration. It was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to their own towns to be registered.
2: Gee, I'm going to do a little intro before I read this text. And by the way, you guys, I think I'm, I'm reading and then I'm preaching. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, you guys will come back up. Yep. We're gonna that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was really good. Did you guys, uh, as, a, as a kind of an intro, I'll, I'll do two intros. One of them is I just want to say a word to those that have lost loved ones over Christmas, or, or you know, over this last year. And Christmas can be a hard, hard time. And it was so, that was an awesome rendition of Oh Holy Night. Did you you notice, right? When we were singing hallelujah, hallelujah. You remember that song? Everybody looking at me like, where's he going? You guys want to stand there? What are you guys guys doing? You want to slow dance, yeah? You guys sound amazing. That was actually a refrain from a Leonard Cohen song. And Leonard Cohen uh, wrote that song, and he's, he actually is Jewish. He was a Jewish dude. He went to be with the Lord a couple years ago. Um, and the song, that song, is just it's an amazing musical piece, because he, asks, he, he points out that David, the greatest hymn writer that ever lived, when he was singing his hallelujahs there was life mixed in and there was death mixed in. There's a line in there that says, and he repeats it over and over, it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Um, so I just want to say, I've been there, you know, when I lost my mom in 03. And certain, some Christmases, it comes out of nowhere and just sideswipes swipes me. Um, know that you're in the right place when you're gathered with these wounded healers um, that are to your right and to your left. So that's my intro number one. Sorry if it's a downer. Everybody still okay? Yes. Second one is we're in this more than this series. And I was, as I was noticing the worship service and kind of screwing it up, did you notice I moved stuff around and I accidentally stood up whenever, Dan, good job, you kind of smoothed it over. He's totally professional. He's amazing. He's amazing. Have you ever heard that every once in a while you should mix it up? You should drive home a different way, just because if we're we're caught in ruts, we tend to be less flexible. We tend to be less willing to learn, and less moldable. And I I love that about this worshiping congregation right here, is I feel like. I've put my hand on, the, on your pulse since I've been here. And that's one of my most excited parts about this family that I've just become the lead pastor of, is we're, we're wanting to, to grow in depth, and we also, we want, we want to grow in our faith. Um, so kudos to rolling with it. And actually, we haven't greeted one another. So stand up and greet one another in the name of the Lord. And then I'll, I'll bring us all back together in a couple seconds. Okay. All right, there you go. You got a microphone back on. Cool. Like I was saying, um, we're in this series more than this. And what I mean is... And what I was thinking when we designed this thing is there's more than we've experienced before. And the story of God emptying himself and becoming man and walking amongst us is more than our imaginations can hold. And so I'm asking us to, to stretch. To stretch and get back into this, even though we've heard it a million different ways and a million different times, my prayer is that we, we see it in new light and we realize once again through God sending his son after each and every one of us, we're invited to a life that's more than the mundane. We're invited to a life to live the way that God designed us at the very beginning to live. With Jesus as our king, And our brothers and sisters struggling through the battle with us. That's a sermon right there. That's a freebie. Let's read scripture and see what I'm supposed to talk about. This is Luke chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 8. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Messiah, a Deliverer, a Rescuer, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he finds favor. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go. treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of the Lord. So the shepherds, they're hanging out in this field. They're spending time in this field. Picture... All the commentators say, picture 20 years younger than what your mind's eye says. Shepherds were teenagers. Shepherds were kids. And they're taking care of these sheep, and they're out there. And in comes more than this. (laughs) You know, they're cruising along. In comes this angel. angel shows up. And says, what's the angel say? Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people to you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah. Jesus, right? Somebody just said, Jesus, there's nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. Amen. In comes this angel. First, they're afraid. I was studying this. We were studying this scripture with the, the, the men, uh, at Johnny M's house a couple of weeks ago, and Dusty was there. And he says, And I said, Have you ever seen something so beautiful that you've been afraid? And we were like, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever said that. Dusty chimes in, he goes, Maybe they're afraid because they look like Pennywise, the clown. <laughs> That's the clown from it. <laughs> and I've never heard a more wrong answer. <laughs> but I've also. Never thought of it that way because why are they afraid? Why are they afraid? I think that it, they're linked with the presence of God. I think when, 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 when God shows up, we start getting a list. We, we find this out in other places. We start getting a list of how we're unworthy to be in his presence. We start thinking of all the times we didn't listen to our parents, or we we we, we cut a corner, or we, we did something poor in business, like something mean, or we talked badly about somebody. Our sins start listing like a grocery list in front of us. I think that's why they're afraid. The angels pop in, and he, the, the, this angel shows up and says, Keep your eye on the ball. I said this last week, and I say it again. The terrifying truth that the angels are beautiful and emit isn't the main point. What the main point is what the angels are saying about Jesus. What are the angels saying about Jesus? first, He's for everyone. He's for everyone. This is a Messiah, not for just the people of God. This is a Messiah for everyone. We don't get to choose. We don't get to choose who God loves. God loved that person that you're thinking of before you were made and that person was made what else we got a baby and it's God wrapped in skin pause what's big about that What's big about that? Everyone is in the, everybody in the universe, anybody that has any like cognitive ability whatsoever knows that God is big, right? Have you ever seen a sunset? Have you ever seen the ocean? Have you seen the Grand Canyon? Holy smokes, right? You show up to the Grand Canyon, you just want to sit there for three weeks and just soak in how big it is. Right, I, I, I feel like I and we all know that God is big. He speaks things into existence. What does this introduce? What does this truth introduce? What does this angel show up and introduce? God can make Himself small. God can become small. When's the last time you held a baby? Have you ever seen? They're not done, right? They're like, they're for, their brains are, you know, like you could, you could touch their brains. You know, like their skulls. There's, it's kind of creepy, right? They're, they're so fragile. They're so little. They're so tiny. They're so dependent. Who's ever heard of a God that makes himself dependent? You ask the question, why? You do a little theology, why? Look in the mirror. That's why. You and I. He made himself small for you and I. Keep cruising through the story. The, guy, the angel's talking to these shepherds. You ever want to know that there's more than this? Invite a choir of angels to the situation. Right? These guys, if you imagine them, put yourself in, your sho- in their shoes. You're hanging out on the side of a hill. You're hanging out with these fields taking care of the sheep. First, there's this angel shows up and they're like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm afraid. The angel starts talking. And then all of a sudden, the angel stops talking and there's a multitude. There's a multitude of angels just up in the sky. Mama, mama, mama. <laughs> I remember uh, this one time we're cruising on the freeway. This is my my dad and uh, my dad's driving, and everybody in the family's on. Do you remember that song? War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Dead again. You remember? That? I don't know who sings that song, but it, it starts with somebody like whispering. It's going. Like, and my dad's like, what's he saying? What, what, what? And my dad's kind of hard of hearing anyway. But he, he's turning up, turning up, and then he goes, whoa! And everybody almost simultaneously pees their pants in the car. Like, it's just loud. It's like past like, wow, what is it good? This is that moment. These guys are out in the field. They don't have stereos. They don't have concerts. They've never seen Pink Floyd in the light show. They haven't, they haven't seen any of this. They're, they're in the middle. You know how they make music? You sing it. If you don't sing it or you don't play it, it doesn't get played or it doesn't get sung. All of a sudden, this choir of angels, who are they singing to? Shepherds. Right? Have you ever been jealous of a 13-year-old? I have never, <laughs> and I have one right now. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, like, at this moment, I'm jealous. You think, you're, you picture your best band, picture God as the leader of that band. It infinitely overwhelms. The music is probably, it's just phenomenal. More than this. Application. Wait. There's all kinds of these moments where God wants to break into your life and show you how beautiful and how much he loves you. Are you making space? Are you clearing the table? Are you setting the stage? Keep cruising. The kids, these teenagers, they've just had this amazing show. They're like... This is awesome. And then they get to go on the coolest scavenger hunt of all time. Right? Go and find the Messiah. Go and find God wrapped in flesh that's going to rescue the whole world. Go find the king of the universe. And he's disguised as a little infant right now. They get the cool. They get this cool concert, and then they get to the, cruise around, and they're going from house to house. Hey, have you seen a baby? That's the Messiah. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got a baby in here? Is there? There's a baby in here. They finally get to her. They finally get to the family. They say what they're told to say. This is the week of joy. You know what brings more joy to any mom's life? To know that they're not crazy. <laughs> right? On a weekly basis, my wife would turn to me when we were raised. Like, we're kind of past that phase. But... You would find like toys in the toilet and you would find things like all over the place. And Malia would come to me and say, Am I the crazy one? Am I the one that's too crazy? I'm asking them to eat the food that I just made for them. Am I the crazy one, Jason? Mary is asking that same question. I'm this is the savior of the world? I'm feeding him. Am I changing his diapers, right? What if I, what if he gets sick? You, you remember being anxious? Remember having a kid, anybody who's a parent? I remember waking up with dead sweats, and my wife was she can attest to this. I would have dreams that I'd roll over onto Zeke. But he wasn't in the bed. He wasn't even in the same room. Thanks, Moana. <laughs> she, she makes my stories make sense sometimes. I think your second application comes, and I, I said it last week. Every one of us is Mary. Every one of us has been told they're loved by God He sent his one and only son for you. And you're now a new creation. We need to store up these truths in our hearts. We need to store up those moments where God is more real than everything seen. We need to hang on to those moments. And if you're sparse on them, make some. Just several weeks ago, I'll tell you this story. Just, just several weeks ago, it's the first week in November. I would taken a week off, and I'd been sick. Do you remember that story? I, I, I got sick on my vacation. And I ended up not going to see my brother, and I was kind of bummed about it. But then I was excited to get back to the pulpit. And then Palm Harvest did their 20-year anniversary on a Saturday, and I was just filled with the Spirit, and I was fired up. And I go to bed, and I wake up furious, just angry. And I'm driving to church, and I'm furious. I'm just talking to God. I'm like, this isn't like me. And Malia saw it as I was walking out the door. Why is he so angry? What's going on? I'm just talking to God. I'm saying, what's What's the deal here? I'm really excited to be the pastor of this place. I'm really excited that God's moving, and I'm doing all this stuff Why am I so furious? Why? When I hear this this gentle whisper of the Spirit, this isn't you. You're under spiritual attack. I'm doing some stuff through you, and the devil's not happy about it. Jason, you're a joyful little dude. You're my joyful little kid that loves to smile and have fun. You're my joyful encourager. Don't take this stuff; it's not you. I show up and I'm and I'm supposed to train the the uh, communion service. Have you ever been here for communion? They're still training me. <laughs> I make a mistake every single time. But I'm sitting around in the circle and I say, "I'm honest." And part of the conf- discussion with God is he, he says, "You know, Spirit says confess." Confess you're struggling. I got my my servers and I, I confess. I say, I just woke up furious. And I'm under spiritual attack and I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. Kathy Rasmussen. Is she in here?
4: The lightning rod of
2: God, that's what we can call her. She walks up to me and she puts her hands on me. And I have prayer partners and I've had prayer partners because I'm a pastor, and I think it's smart to have people around the country praying for me all the time. Kathy Rasmussen puts, his hand, puts her hand on my shoulder, and I just feel the Spirit fall, and I feel the Holy Spirit just drop into, my, into the office and usher in here, and I can feel all my prayer partners in the room with us. And Kathy Rasmussen's praying, and she's got the, the cloud of witnesses around her, and it was just a transformative boom moment. And I think it pivoted the whole church, and I think it pivoted me, and it pivoted all kinds of stuff. And if you were there on this Sunday, it was kind of the first Sunday it was funny. Anyway, I come in here. I go home, and my wife and I remember this from a Texan I used to work for at in, in First Press San Antonio, a, girl, a woman named Carla Matthews. She said, whenever you get these moments, make yourself an altar before God. Grab a couple rocks Invite your family into it. Write some things on a rock and hot glue it together. And by the way, you know that song? Here I raise my Ebenezer. You know that song? I always thought Ebenezer was a big beer mug. Here I raise my... Because it kind of sounds like a beer tune. It isn't. It's a stone of remembrance. It's a stone of remembrance that you, would, you build unto God, and you remember when he's faithful to show up, even when you're not. Right? So my two applications, once again, one is God is inviting us into this world of more than this. This season, push aside stuff and make space. And I'll add to that, right at the end of this text, what do the shepherds do? They walk away, and they're worshiping. Be quick to sing. When the carols are playing in the mall, and the, you, you're doing the hustle and bustle, sing the lyrics. Right? Isn't this fun? I love singing carols. We're getting back to it. And what was my second application? What was my second? What was my second application? Does anybody remember? Remember. Remember. Store those moments where God is real. Cling to them. Because if you don't know that storms are coming, you haven't been alive long enough. (laughs) There's storms coming. Cling to those times. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I pray that you would refresh your spirit in our lives once again and remind us that we are more than this. We were made for more than this. Help us to live as we have been made. Help us to be quick to worship you. And like Mary, I pray that you would tattoo your truth onto our soul. That we might store up and begin to have a faith that is more real than the things we see and touch. And all God's people said. I think we stand and sing Joy to the World. What do you think of that? Everybody up.
1: Joy to I oh.
2: May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.